Because the truth is, all of us need some of us to make it through this journey at APWY. So throw them AirPods in or your Apple headphones with the mic in your ears, get your notebook out, and get ready for your extra course. Black Girl at APWY is starting now, and class is officially in session. All right, all right, beautiful people. It is officially Black History Month, which means it's officially been, which means it's officially time to turn up, to celebrate, and to rest. So if you listened to the last episode, you know that all Black History Month, Black folks all over the world, hopefully, but especially in America and young Black folks are resting. I believe that's our, our ancestors' biggest dreams, right? But today we're talking about something a little different. Now that we are like officially, officially, officially in Black History Month, what the real tea is, is, is Black History Month that a PWI giving. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, is it, is it black or is it blackity black black? And I, I, I want to take today <laughs> to make that distinction because I know a lot of folks who don't go to a PWI, um, a lot of folks who are at a PWI, and a lot of folks who may be considering PWI want to know, what is it like being black at a PWI during Black History Month? Because we talked, right? We said Black History Month is our blackity black, black, blackest history month. And we will not be out niggin' in Black History Month. And so when that comes to today, when it comes to uh, when you're listening to this podcast, being in the midst of Black History Month, we also want to know, what is it like at a PWI? Is it giving? I, or is it not giving what it's supposed to give? Do you get what I'm saying? So that's what we're talking about today, right? I have been super involved since the moment I got to my PWI, right? So I can always, I can easily come right, right off the bat and be like, oh yeah, survive. But let's be very honest. It's a PWI, right? And my PWI is smaller. So it's like 4,000 students. So I, I'm not sure what it looks like at bigger schools. We'll find that out later throughout um, this month and further into March and April when we have more guests come on at different PWIs. But as it relates to me, I'm at a fairly small campus, and so I'm already very much the anomaly. Black men are, are to a degree, the anomaly at my, my PWI. Um, but then on top of that, you have, like, this sentiment of, I mean, do your drip, I guess. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not like anybody's going to stop you, per se. But because of our demographic at my institution at UMW, it's like nobody's also going to be here for it. Does that make sense? So how black folks celebrate, at least black folks at my PWI celebrate um, Black History Month, we have something called our Multicultural Center, more specifically James Farmer Multicultural Center. If you don't know who James Farmer is, this is your Black History Month trivia, so you need to go ahead and figure out who James Farmer is because he was critical to the civil rights movement, one of the big, the big eight, big seven, the big something before 10, right? A big key figure in the civil rights movement, and a lot of people look over him, so He's dope. That's your Black History Month trivia. Make sure you write his name down and you look him up. If you saw The Great Debaters, then you should already know what the vibes is, uh, right? But we have the James Farmer Multicultural Center, and they, y'all, they put on the dopest events I've ever seen in my life to celebrate blackness. And I said this a little bit last episode, right? We do a thing called Colors of Africa, which our African Student Union leads. We have Caribbean food in our dining hall. We have soul food in our dining hall. And then a couple of other like uh, meals that are tailored to the black experience. We have Step Show which your girl is emceeing this year. So if you're in the area, if you're in Virginia, you want to slide and pull up, definitely pull up to UMW on February 19th at 6, 7, 
8 p.m. I should probably find that out. And yeah, it's gonna be a vibe, right? But we have Step Show. So we don't have Greek life at our, at our PWI. And we'll talk about that later, later in the episodes. But we don't have Greek life. So what we do is we invite black folks or sorry, D9 organizations from other institutions within the state and outside the state to come and compete for money at the University of Mary Washington. And so it's, it's definitely a vibe right there. Videos of us swag surfing years before uh, the pandemic, you know, so it, it was a vibe then, it's going to be a vibe now. So we do things like Colors of Africa. We do things like Step Show, which is hosted by Black Student Union and Women of Color. Um, uh, last, in former years, we would do uh, like gospel choir. We'd have like a big gospel Fest, Gospel Fest, that's what it's called. And then black folks would come in from different institutions in Virginia, of course. And, you know, again, we compete. We'd sing, praise the Lord, amen, and do all that, right? In between there, we have Black Jeopardy. We have this dope DJ, DJ Artistic, who comes in and he's like done hip hop and sampling over the years. Um, we have small events like that. It's just a vibe, right? Like there's always a moment for black students at UMW in the month of February to celebrate their blackness, to be unapologetically black, to be around black folks. Obviously club meetings don't stop. So NAACP's meeting, BSA's meeting, ASU's meeting, like everybody is meeting and just enjoying blackness, right? But being at a PWI also comes with some pitfalls. You can be celebrating blackness on Saturday and on Friday, and, and maybe even on Sunday. Maybe y'all might do a brunch or something like that. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, during the day Friday, you're back in a white space. You're back in that white space. So all those white people in your classroom, they don't care about Step Show. They don't care about Colors of Africa, you know. They don't care about Black Jeopardy. or they, they really, to be very honest, don't care how excited you are about Black History Month because it's not something that predominantly white institutions broadcast. They're not going to broadcast it like they do a basketball game or a football game. None of that. And so coming into that, at least for me, and I'm not even going to lie, I would say it was like that for the past three years for me, but also in my senior year. It can kind of be discouraging because it's like, dang, I celebrate all weekend long totally totally unapologetically black around my black friends around my black people even if they're not my friends just black folks all over the weekend and then you get to class monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday and it's just like oh it's back to just me being in the class so you have to keep waiting for these immersive experiences every weekend but y'all all know that black history month is in the shortest month of the year and then most importantly february be feeling like it's going by mad fast you get what i'm saying so it's like it is there even enough time for black folks to be blackity black black in February without burning out due to performance? You know, so last episode we talked about rest. We talked about the importance of rest and not having to overperform. If you don't want to speak up in the classroom, don't speak up. But if you want to speak up, don't silence yourself. And I want to talk about today that balance because there definitely is a balance to that. There's a balance between partying and being blackity black in the weekends and then, okay, being blackity black in the classroom because that can look very different, right? It can look like you're super outgoing on Friday. You're super outgoing at the Black Jeopardy and you're going to the, all the BSA meetings and BSU meetings. But then when you get in that classroom and y'all talking about enslavement, you bow out the conversation. Or I'd say even the, the biggest thing is that the teacher don't even realize it's Black History Month. Everybody's over here talking about it's February and you listening to this podcast talking about it's BIM and you and your black friends talking about what we're doing this weekend because it's Black History Month. Meanwhile, the, the majority of the environment that you're living in doesn't even know that a month celebrating your identity exists. That's, that's a little hard to grasp. 
And I, I don't want to, to lower the mood, but I definitely do want to talk about what it looks like at a predominantly white institution, right? Is it giving? That's what we're trying to figure out today. And, and I say on a scale of not giving what it's supposed to give and giving, I'd say it's probably a seven for me. However, for the average person, average black person at a PWI, I would like to see what y'all rank it, right? And so we'll be having this discussion on social media, right? Like on a scale of one to 10, what is it giving and what is it not? Because coming into environments, celebrating your identity and your identity not being celebrated, but also just being completely ignored, that's not a vibe. It's not, especially for black girls. So for black girls, you know, who are naturally coming in bold, outspoken, loud, ready to argue a professor down, come with all the facts and work cited, you know what I'm saying, about black history and language that we use in the classroom, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it probably doesn't change nothing, right? You've always been loud, out there, all that. But I, I think it does hit different even if you are that girl. And even if you aren't, you know, that black person in that classroom who isn't outspoken, but you're still proud to be black in the month of black history, especially, it can be hard, right? So I imagine, I imagine so, uh, we have coming up Colors of Africa. I imagine Colors of Africa and then, you know, just had Colors of Africa. So boom, Colors of Africa is a complete vibe. And then that's on Saturday. And then on Monday, I come back to class and one of my professors uses slave, or one of my professor uses, you know, Negro or the other N-word, reading it straight out the textbook. That is going to lower my standard of this institution. And I'm not going to lie, my standard of PWIs are already pretty low. I know what I'm getting myself into because they operate as a majority. And so their majority thinking is that the language that they use doesn't matter. But that's a different topic for a different day, right? But coming into this, coming off this high of celebrating blackness, seeing it all over social media, and then coming into your classroom and then still hearing language and words being used to describe your people that you're celebrating can be degrading. It can be so degrading. And I can only imagine what other black folks are going through at institutions, predominantly white institutions that are much bigger than mine, right? I said 4,000 people. Some of y'all listening go to 20,000 people, schools, 10,000. Like that's a lot of people. That's a lot of polarizing environments that you're in, in a time in which you should be celebrating yourself and resting, right? So I'm going to be very honest. I don't feel like there's enough celebration around Black History Month at PWIs. And I'm not necessarily sure what that would look like. I wouldn't want to see my institution itself host <laughs> the stuff show because I think it would t it would make it more performative instead of more authentic and transparent right like oh yeah we live really love black people that's why we're doing it but I'm not gonna lie I would like to see just more recognition of it you know like and I'm thinking of big schools and small schools alike specifically in Virginia will you see your institution, JMU or uh, ODU, maybe ODU, but, you know, other institutions post happy Black History Month. I, I wholeheartedly don't think so. And then I ask myself, why? Why wouldn't you see PWIs post Black History Month? They'll, they used to post Columbus Day. They used to post, you know, celebration for our soldiers who went out for 4th of July. You know what I'm saying? All of that. We, there are memorable moments that fit the American standard that PWIs are submitted to. But when it comes to Black History Month, you don't hear nothing. Half the time, you won't even see your, your school page. I'm not talking about meme pages. You won't even see your school page acknowledge Black History Month. 
or acknowledge the events that are the events that are going on on campus. And I'm not gonna lie, sometimes that can be discouraging. It's fun as a black student leader to lead events that bring your community together and to see other black people and to connect and to love one other black people. That's absolutely beautiful. I'm not going to lie. I thoroughly enjoy it. But there are also some times where I just want to rest and know the sentiment is that black folks matter and we're loved and we're appreciated and all of that without me having to say it. And I think that's why rest is so important, just going back to last episode, because I don't nobody want to keep saying the same thing. That's what it's like. If you want to take black life matter Black Lives Matter out of your bio, do that. What do you have to prove? It's them that needs to get it, not you. You know exactly what you stand for. You know that your life matters. And I think when it comes to being at a PWI, that's one of the main things. If I have to sit here and keep telling you to post Black History Month or to tell you to promote Black events and, you know, all of this and a third, I'm going to stop doing it because it's performative. And I have to use that energy in Black History Month especially to love on me before I sit here and try to get a predominantly white institution to love on me in the classroom and meetings and all of that. And especially in programmatic ideas. So here's another thing, right? At my institution, Step Show, again, a, a huge event, a huge event. It's the same day as the best, one of the biggest basketball games at our, at our institution. And it's like, why didn't y'all think about that? You know what I'm saying? So it's like tiny stuff like that. Y'all will plan, events are planned on the same day of a big Black History Month event. And I'm not gonna lie, when I talk to incoming Black students and when I talk to current Black students, I tell them straight off the bat, you can go anywhere August through January. But when it comes to February, stay your Black self on this campus because we're going to turn it up like no other. I'm gonna be very honest. That's what I tell Black students who I come into contact with at my, at my PWI. I tell them straight up, we are turning this campus inside and out, not to put them in positions of burnout, but to put them in positions where they always choose to celebrate them, even if nobody else does. I can't force you into celebration, but that doesn't stop me from celebrating myself. So you know what I'm saying? I definitely don't feel like it's enough celebration from the institution, but at my PWI, I know that we celebrate to the best of our ability. And even if there's something on that schedule, right, because the JFMC staff, they put that together and they do a great job and students assist in all of those programmatic ideas and stuff like that. But even just something as simple as a kickback we'll plan. We'll be like, hey, it's Black History Month. Y'all want to come to the crib or it's Black History Month. Y'all want to go out to the movies, you know, just finding ways to build community. So then that that, that brings me into something, right, a little different. What does celebration at a, at a PWI for black folks look like? Because you may be listening and be like, Brie... Um, honey, I'm not in a community just yet. I'm not in a community that's predominantly black. I'm not in a friend group that's predominantly black. I'm not a part of the NAACP or BSA or ASU or anything blackly black on my campus. So what do I do? And especially I don't have a JFMC or I don't see programmatic events that I can really be immersed in and feel comfortable. And so to that, I I go back to operating as an individual. I'd say right, right here and right now, this is exactly what the Black Girl at a PWI podcast is for, to build community. So if you don't have that on your campus, Come to those comments when we go live. Come live, get on, hop on live with us. Check out the highlights. You know, immerse yourself in even our experiences, so we're so we can be talking back and forth about what it's like being a black girl at a PWI. But then on the other end, if maybe you have a couple black friends, or even if you don't know no black people on the campus, and I know this is probably gonna sound insane, what I'm about to say, if you're an extra uh, introvert, sorry, but I'd be like, hey, all of us the same the same black black. Y'all want to go to a movie? Y'all want to go bowling? 
Y'all want to just do a blackout night in the city? Like, I'd do something like that. And I'm not going to lie, at UMW, we have a lot of rooms that we can reserve. Reserve a room and do black kahoot and just load it up. And then, you know, if you don't know any clubs, maybe you can get in contact with the other clubs on campus and partner and be like, hey, I want to do something. I don't see that we have anything going on, but I just want to be around black people. Can we throw a party on campus? You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not going to hold y'all. I don't know about y'all, but for me in my house... <laughs> at UMW and Halloween around Halloween we got tired of like being on campus and during Halloween all the little white folk why I say little white folks all the white folks <laughs> all the white folks they would like go off campus or go to JMU and all these other places and party and so black folks who, who you know what I'm saying don't want to celebrate Halloween but who like to dress up and just hang out with you know what I'm saying people in a party setting we didn't have nowhere to go and if you did, they'd be like, oh, we're only letting these black folks in, but y'all can't come in. So what we do? We said, oh, okay, we're going to do something called Halloween, H-O-L-L-A-W-E-E-N. And we're going to book this little space that don't nobody use on campus. We're going to get it. We ain't never had a DJ. Everybody was on the ox just like them, you know what I'm saying, early 2010 throwback parties in the basement. Anyways, we do something in the underground. Somebody get on the ox. Everybody wear a little costume or whatever. Pay $2 to get in. And voila, a blackity black black event. I'm not going to hold y'all. I'm not going to hold y'all at all. And so even you celebrating on your campus, if your school doesn't celebrate or you don't have something similar to a JFMC, a James Palmer Multicultural Center, or you're not as involved with the group like that, that's the perfect idea. Create for yourselves. If you're on like black pages like I am, whether it's black excellence pages and uh, black Greek life pages and stuff like that, you're just constantly watching and taking in all this black excellence. And in it, we constantly are having the conversations on posts and in comments and on live videos about creating our own, not waiting for anybody else to do it for us. And so since we're already, you know, a couple days into Black History Month, that's what I want to encourage for you. I want you to rest. I don't want you to experience burnout, but I also don't want you to sit back and just let a Black History Month go by in which you can celebrate yourself to the fullest and celebrate your community to the fullest because we need it. We need rest. We need uh, peace. We need excellence, but we also need community. We need to be with one another. We need to be able to connect with one another. And so even if you don't have all those things that I have, there's more than enough room to build community within your institution. And I'm not saying be, you have to be buddy-buddy with other black folks, but at least know each other, see each other's face, smile and wave. And again, if you can't do that, black girl out of PWI, all them folks on that page, we can connect and we can talk and we can have the conversation in our comments about how we can change our institutions even before we get there, right? How we can change our institutions and plan ahead for Black History Month in a way that is super excellent, you know? And now on the other side of that, and I briefly talked about this in the beginning, right? But when it comes to celebrating blackness, you have, you know, what I do at my institution th that I'm blessed for, truly, even for it to be a small institution. And on the other side, you have, okay, if you don't have community, find community, make community, prioritize community. Even if you have to leave your campus, and I'm gonna just be, I'm gonna keep it real with y'all, and go to an event in that surrounding area or find another black girl or black person or whoever, and go there with them, do that. It's worth it. Community is especially important. But on the other aspect of that, the other side of that, how are you going to celebrate your blackness comfortably on campus? And I mean, that's the question that I got, right? Do, do I, can I celebrate my blackness comfortably 
on campus, right? And so that's the conversation we have to have. What does it mean to be comfortable as a black person at a PWI? As a black girl, as a black person, black folk at a PWI during the month of Black History Month. Because I'm not going to lie, I had from Legendary Roots, check them out, Legendary spelled Legendary Roots, R-O-O-T-Z. I had this, uh, they had this bomber jacket, ooh, and said pro-black on the black, on the back. And I used to wear that joint every day. Right now I got on a support black colleges hoodie. And I, clearly I'm talking to y'all about PWIs. You get what I'm saying? Like I got a, I got a fist tatted on me. Ben had it before, you know what I'm saying? Y'all, everybody got woke in 2020. Um, but nevertheless, I come in black be black, black. I wear it. I express it in my clothing. I express it with the way I talk. I express it with what I'm passionate about, what I speak up for in class. But that doesn't look like everybody's experience at a PWI. I imagine seminars, right? I imagine seminars where it's like hundreds of people in there and it's probably only 15 black folks in there. You know, what does that look like? Do you feel comfortable doing that? And it's one thing I say, I definitely know that it's easier for me to say a lot of these things than to do it, but I want to ensure y'all that I'm in my senior year now. A lot of this looked very different my freshman year, where I wasn't going around my freshman year saying, it's BIM, it's BIM. I did that my, my ooh, sophomore year. Once I got acclimated, once white folks knew, you know what I'm saying, maybe we shouldn't breach these topics or broach these topics with Brianna in the room, you know? I got to that point. But I believe that you can celebrate your blackness comfortably on campus depending on what you mean by comfortable. Again, we talk about we don't want to perform. There's no reason to perform blackness, but you want to feel comfortable in your own skin, always. And so at a PWI, it doesn't matter whether it's Black History Month or January or April or August, you should feel comfortable in your skin at PWI. And we know good and well that when it comes to PWIs, because the majority politics, because um, you have it being a white institution, predominantly white institution, that's not just the look of it. That's also the feel of it. And I don't think enough of us talk about that. So not feeling comfortable in your own skin, that's a valid feeling, especially during Black History Month. Because you're like, dang, I look at HBCUs and they're blackity, black, 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 24-7, but especially during Black History Month. I look at these Instagram pages and they're doing all these cool things for Black History Month. I'm looking at all these black-owned businesses and they have all these cool shirts and jackets and I want one, but I don't, I, I don't know if I feel comfortable with the looks I'll get. And I don't know if I'll be able to protect my heart from the comments I get. And I don't know, you know, like you have all these thoughts. I don't know if my roommate will look at me crazy if my roommate isn't a black person, you know? And I want to meet y'all there because that's a real feeling. Because a feeling of a predominantly white institution is predominantly white. And that, even that in and of itself is up in the air because everybody in pred at predominantly white institutions aren't allies, quote unquote. Everybody isn't an activist. Everybody isn't throwing up their fists, Black Lives Matter, I'm behind the black people. Because even those type of people don't show up to Black History Month events. Trust me, I know. And so when it comes to how you can celebrate your blackness comfortably on campus, I say it comes down to defining what comfortable means to you and looks like to you. But it also comes with finding ways to pour into you as a black person. So that might look like listening to this Black Girl at a PWI podcast every week. It might look like doing a book club, you know, or, or on a black text or a black, black book, um, a black author, black poet. It could look like reading by yourself. 
It could look like, you know, buying from black businesses. Because we are not a monolithic people, there is no one way to celebrate your blackness comfortably on campus. For me, I've gotten to the point where I can boldly wear, bold, I'm talking boldly, wear my black apparel and keep contact with the white folks who are looking at me all crazy, right? I can do that. I can do that. But my freshman year, ooh, it ain't look like that. My freshman year, I found every opportunity to leave out. And my freshman year, I also, you know, like I said, it, I, was, I was pretty involved my freshman year. You know, so I attended events. I attended Black History events, and I got pulled into the Black community at UMW the first day of class, really two days before classes even started. So it looks a little different for me. But nevertheless, I still was in the classroom by myself. All those Black folks that I had met at social events and at the Step Show in Coast of Africa, they weren't in my classes. So I still had to come in with my blacky black self, come in unapologetic, come in, you know, still walking into my identity and still trying to figure out who I am. And that can be hard. But since we're in Black History Month, I want to tell you that it's worth it knowing who you are, but it's worth it even more to rest in knowing who you are and to celebrate who you are and not to perform and not to out, try to outdo any white person on what they think their, your standard of blackness is because they're not black, you know? So when it comes to celebrating, oh, what is Black History Month that you uh, at a PWI? Is it giving or is it not giving what it's supposed to give? What do you want it to give? And if you can be a part of it, given something else, you, you want to see more black love, come on, black, black matchmaker. If you want to see more black parties, come on, black party planner, you know. And even if that doesn't look like you're doing that work, because I know a lot of times it's how we fall down this rabbit hole of burning out and doing all this work because we think it's only us who can do it. No, that's where community comes in. Find community. Black History Month at a PWI only is giving what it's supposed to give if you find community. And that's just my personal opinion. But I look at it. I didn't enjoy Black History Month at a predominantly white institution until I found my people. Until I found not just black folks, because there is a distinction. All skin folk ain't kin folk. They get to act and look crazy. But when I found my people, not even my type of black, I'm talking about my people, it changed the entire way that I interacted with that predominantly white institution. It really did, especially during the, the month of Black History Month. When I found my people, even if it was just a step show or Colors of Africa or a BSA meeting, right? I made it more of an initiative of myself to, even if I haven't gone to any BSA meetings or ASU meetings or NAACP meetings all year long, I'm going to go during Black History Month. And I promise you, if you do that this month, you will meet the most beautiful people. If you're a freshman listening to this at a predominantly white institution, I promise you, if you just put yourself out there just a little bit and go to some events or, or if events are too big for you, go to some club meetings or even just hit up the club or just wave to the black person in class or just introduce yourself and just be like, I want to be around more black people. I just want to say hi. It will change your entire college experience at that predominantly white institution. I kid you not. And I don't want you to get tired in doing that. I don't want you to put yourself out there to be shut down. But I do want you to open yourself up to being loved by a community of black folks who are also searching for their identity, also searching for their purpose, also searching for the sense of belonging in that institution that you're also in, in that classroom that you're also in. I became friends and just cool with. I just became black with other black folks in my class whose names I still don't know to this day. 
But when we see each other, we know to give each other the nod. Or if we see each other in class, we know to, to exchange glances and be like, oh, okay. And those small moments, even if we never talk, I don't know their name, they add up to make you feel like, I got this. And if you don't get anything else from the Black Girl at a PWI podcast and, and community, I want you to hear clearly, you got this. Whether it's Black History Month or not, whether you're an incoming freshman at a PWI or you're an outgoing senior from that PWI, you got this. Going into a predominantly white world or coming into a predominantly white world that is an institution, you still got this. And you're going to do well, especially in Black History Month. You are going to feel loved. You are going to be in community. You are going to, to see yourself how, how I'm, I go as far as I say, as how God sees you, right? Black and beautiful. You're going to be able to celebrate the fullness of that without having to lower yourself and submit yourself to society's expectations and to the overwhelming majority of your predominantly white institution. No, 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 no. You're going to be you and you're going to do amazing. So, you know, we kind of talked about all these things. We talked about, okay, is it giving? Is it not giving? Do they celebrate? Do PWR celebrate Black History Month like they should? I, I'd say for this last part, let's just talk about how to show up fully. Fully you and Black History Month at your PWI. And that's just a recap of our conversation. In order for you to show up fully you, fully your true, authentic, beautiful, unapologetic, proud, and loving self, is going to take you resting. And I'm not going to lie. I said this in the last episode, and then I had to live it again <laughs> in this episode, leading up to this episode, and just resting. It don't mean be lazy. It just means rest. Take time to read a book. Take time to watch a, and I cannot stress this enough, watch a Black movie that does not have Black trauma. God dang. I didn't think I needed to say it, but apparently I need to say it. Y'all out here watching, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, reading a whole bunch of traumatic articles and uh, uh. Read something that fills your tank. Watch something that fills your tank. Watch a black love story. It don't even have to be Love Jones. And it really don't have to be Love and Basketball either because I'm going to just say unpopular opinion. I don't even like Love and Basketball. I actually very much hate that movie. I'm not going to lie. I think it's a little corny. I don't like it. But anything else. Love Jones, the joint that just came out with, well, it didn't just come out, but the joint with Issa, you know, all these, all these other things, but, but pour into you. That's how you show it fully. You rest, read a book, watch a movie, say a poem, say the affirmations that are going to be on the Black Girl at PWI uh, Instagram page, black, at Black Girl PWI. You know, say those affirmations with us as we go throughout the, the month and the following months. Ask questions. Right. If you are a black person who maybe isn't as in tune with your blackness and maybe your parents didn't raise you on the, the quote unquote basics of blackness. I did quotes around that. You know, if, if you're you have questions about black history, ask, ask questions. It's your history. It's your music. It's your genre. It's your trends. You know, it's your fashion. Get to know it. Ask questions. There's never a limit on how black you can be. There's no such thing because it's you and you, you deserve to be able to pour into yourself and show up fully you in Black History Month. But you have to know who you are first. You have to know what you like, what you don't like to do. 
Because that's how you set boundaries around what you will accept as it relates to your blackness and walking fully into that and what you won't accept from your predominantly white institution when they try to tell you who you are as a black person at a PWI, right? I was listening to Sue Me by Wale, right? And it's like, Sue Me, I room for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to college, class to rap, right? And at the end... He says, um, what is it? He was like, I root for everybody black. Haters say, that's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. And it's just, it's just a beautiful, beautiful song. But I'm not going to lie. That's how I'm feeling about ending, ending today's, today's course, today's session, right? At a black girl at a PWI, it can be hard out here. But let me tell you one thing. In Black History Month and outside of Black History Month, we root for everybody black. And we don't care. If the haters say that's crazy, wow, that's crazy, wow. You get what I'm saying? So black folks, my folks who are listening, please know that I love y'all so much. I love y'all with a different type of love and I have a different type of commitment to y'all. If you at any point feel like, ah, this is this is hard, or dang, I'm kind of running into a tough spot here being a black person at a PWI, hit us up. DM Black Girl PWY. Let's have conversations about it on the Instagram. Let's laugh together. Let's hopefully let's not cry together unless it's tears of joy, but let's connect. This is what the community is here for, especially during Black History Month. So if you find yourselves in these pitfalls, but if you find yourself needing and wanting to be celebrated, we got you, okay? We, we, we gonna follow back out here, but it's about to be a beautiful month. If Black History Month started off a little rocky for you, that's okay. We about to get it right back on track. We got some amazing episodes and courses coming up soon uh, with some special guests. So I'm so excited to give that to y'all. But until then, stay extra black, right? Stay extra black. Extra, extra black in Black History Month. Black be black, 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 black in History Month. Because regardless, the haters going to say that's crazy. <laughs> wow. Now class is out, but that don't mean you should be going ghost, okay? If you like today's discussion or want to keep it going, follow us on Instagram at blackgirlpwy and keep talking at talk. Also, don't forget to check out our portal for scholarships, financial aid tips, mental health, and motivation some days. This is Breezy signing out. Take care of yourself and keep showing up, sis.